Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi, Phil here. Just before I introduce today's guest, a quick reminder that the show will be moving to a three episodes per week schedule from the 5th of November, which will be every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I've also got another update for you at the end of today's episode, so keep listening through to the end of the show. Welcome to episode 79 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Spencer Schneidenberg. Spencer is a software engineer and Microsoft Most Valuable Professional specializing in ASP.NET, C-Sharp, JavaScript, and AngularJS. Spencer is passionate about software engineering, sharing his knowledge within the community, and is a regular speaker at conferences and user groups. So Spencer, can I ask you to expand on that brief introduction and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, yeah, I think you've covered it pretty well. Um, my interests lie in software engineering and architecture, uh, really, and community involvement. Um, very much into, uh, I am a Microsoft MVP. I very much uh, value what Microsoft is doing and the development products that they create. Uh, and my current position is uh, chief architect of a small startup in St. Louis called Rivet. Uh, we build integration software for um, accounting and construction. Um, so yeah, a little bit, little bit more about me. Yeah. And how long have you been <laughs> in IT? Uh, about 10 years. Right. Okay. Um, so, Spencer, can you maybe share a unique career tip with the IT career energizer audience? Um, so, I, I had a, I have a couple. So, the first one I'll say is, um, I, I one of the th- out, out of my out of the gate, my first very first development job um, really gave me. I was very fortunate because it gave me a lot of room to experiment. Um, so, if you have if you have that capability, if you have the ability to learn, uh, one of the things that I found that was really valuable from a technical perspective is just being able to try and experiment with a lot of different things uh, that included um, JavaScript, so web stuff, uh, web or WinForms applications, console apps, uh, integration, uh, API development. So I was able to really do a lot of cool, a lot of unique and uh, very broad things. And if you can do that, um, I would th- I would say that that is absolutely from a development perspective something that will have a lot of value it will help you get started and figure out what you love to do. The other one would be uh, to really focus in and understand the needs of the business. And under go ahead. Yes, yeah, I say absolutely right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's um, and and uh, to the the other thing I would say is to understand the really understand the needs of the business and the people inside of the business, right? You know, an accounting department is going to have a different perspective and think one different thing than a sales department, right? And so, really building empathy and um, really understanding the needs of those different organizations and what's important to them will help you even more be not just a a, a good IT professional, but just a good professional, and it will help make it will help shoot your career it will help you um it will send you leaps and bounds over uh many of the other people who focus purely on the technical aspect um understanding the business is really the 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 a big core and it's really at rivet especially as we strive to find engineers who are um 
multi-talented in that way and really understand the unique problems of just of business, not just IT. Yep, absolutely right. So Spencer, can you tell us the story of your worst IT career moment? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, there's, there's one in particular that kind of stands out and it's not strictly a development story. Um, it was more of a, it was, it was a, it was a, it was an early lesson in doing deployments. And it was actually a deployment of an antivirus software package because um, I was doing a little bit of support at this time. When I say I tried a lot of things, it was not just development. It was also support too. Uh, so I was doing desktop support and we decided to upgrade antivirus. And I said, what's the worst that can happen if I push it out to these 50 nodes? And all of a sudden, what's the worst that's going to happen? So I, I clicked the button. It just made the software just made it so easy to just push that antivirus software out. And five minutes later, these people, the people in the accounting department that I was right next to, said, "Spencer, these computers are acting awfully slow all of a sudden." And I was went from computer to computer and found out that something about that process. Um, was was causing it to eat up all the CPU time. So all the CPUs are running 100% and they couldn't get any work done. And of course, this panic just came over me. But it was a very good lesson and a very early one that um, everything that you can do, everything that you do has an impact in some way. Uh, it's, it's about whether or not it's a good impact or a bad impact. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just to start small, right? If I had just started with one or two computers, I probably would not have had that situation happen. Um, I'm very lucky because that's a very minor story compared to some of the worst that I've heard. Uh, and it, it, was, it was a good lesson and it was a very easy lesson. I have seen much bigger disasters. Uh, I worked for, I've worked for a company once where uh, a, a guy hard-coded a connection string inside of some software and ended up writing over live customer data and and i and i had to be involved at that company i had to be involved in the recovery from that and uh that was a big deal that was a that was that was a really big deal mine was just oh the you know no data got corrupted nobody lost any sleep uh, not myself included. So I've seen some more. So I find myself very, very lucky to be telling you what is now maybe the most benign of IT worst career moments, but I've witnessed a few. Yeah. Uh, so moving away from your worst IT career moment, can you maybe tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Um, I would say my greatest success was is is my current position um, not not what I've achieved today, but what what has been able to be built on top of the work that I did. So when I was brought on to um, Rivet, it was actually on a it was actually a much smaller project as part of another company uh, that eventually was spun off. Um, I would say my biggest accomplishment uh, from a from a technical perspective is going in and really without. A, some it's it's so funny because I, I I get I got questioned later like why did you do it like this and why did you do it like this and I and I and I remember saying like those decisions obviously then were not great technical decisions but it doesn't really matter because it's still a product that is working that makes money right um, so I think that that's my proudest one of my proudest achievements was being able to I uh, to to build up a, a sort of platform around construction integration. And even though it's not perfect and we work to improve it every single day, um, it still is a, is a product that people use that makes, that makes people's lives easier, that makes business run better. And I'd say that was probably my proudest career moment 
Um, another one that sticks out to me was um, taking this this awful telemarketing software that uh, that. That, uh, that that had been created about, I guess now about 20 years ago, uh, and modernizing it, converting it to use Angular JS, yep. um, as opposed to as opposed to web forms, and it was really an awful experience for the telemarketer. Um, but from that, the the thing that made that a success for me was I, I rebuilt it from the ground up, and I built it with a couple of principles, right of really making it very easy to for the telemarketer to get their job done and move on to the next you know, a uh, person they were supposed to uh, call. And it, 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 it showed a measurable increase in sales and bookings for that company. And I really remember being pleased because it was a big accomplishment for me to connect what I had done technically with a success within the business. And I see that at every day at Rivet, uh, how we save people time and how we make companies run easier. And to me, helping business and helping make people's lives easier um, is really the is really the big reward, and uh, I feel like th- 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 those that to me is a pretty big career accomplishment uh, at least so far. And I and I'm happy to say that I'm still not done. I'm still working towards that ideal and um, getting better at it every day. Yeah, I think it's always ask ask me again. Ask me again in five years, and maybe it, maybe the answer will be the same. Hopefully, my impact will be bigger, though. <laughs> it's always good to see the um, the results, if you like, in terms of the improvement that's and the benefit that it actually delivers. Yes, absolutely. I have a. I remember. I, I remember a an engineer within my company within the, a company that I worked for once said, um, "You know, I, I I have a hard time with what I'm doing because it just seems like." I, I'm not able to connect th- what I'm doing with the value to the business, and that really bugs me. Um, and it was, in, and, in, and I related to that. There, there was a guy who, there was a, somebody out there who once asked a question of like, it was like a kind of a kind of a philosophical question about development. If you got paid twice as much to do what you do today, if let's say you you got a job offer to make twice as much money that you do today, but at the end of every day, all the work that you had done all the code that you had written was deleted. How would you, how would you feel about that? And I, and that's, and that's kind of a question that I've always kept in the back of my head. I wouldn't feel very good about it personally. Yeah. Um, so moving on Spencer, in terms of the future of the IT industry and careers in IT, what excites you about, about those things? Um, I, I really think that. So I, I think that one of the more interesting sorts of career paths that I am looking to explore sometime in the near future would be around um, deep learning, uh, machine learning, and possibly AI kind of constructs. Um, These are deep, these are deep topics that have a lot of implication. And I can see some immediately um, for the company that I work for, Rivet, right? We, We integrate data between systems. We have all this great data for this company. Why we? I would love to turn that into some kind of analytics platform, right? I'd love to be able to t- do analysis on that data and be able to identify for a customer, like here's here's an here is an opportunity maybe for some greater efficiency uh, based on the data that we've processed for you. Um, that really speaks well to um, deep learning, machine learning kinds of um, technical engagement. So I, I, I'm getting more excited about that, but. Um, it, it's 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 one of those things that I, I hope to get to it in the future. But right now, uh, I'm having a great time just sort of helping rebuild and reinvent the the platform that 
um, I'd helped created for a while ago. So um, still quite excited about that for today, but still looking to tomorrow. So Spencer, it's time for the reveal round. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? It's funny you should say that. I, um, I, I grew up around computers all my life. I love computers. Uh, I loved computers growing up and I um, certainly loved technology. And I remember think, and I remember there were kind of several, I, I feel like fate was pushing me in that direction, but I remember specifically saying when I was a kid, I don't see myself working with computers as a career. And I don't know to this day why I said that, but my mom it was and is a COBOL programmer uh-huh. um, and had programmer programming books laying all around the house. And a friend, a good friend of mine in high school said, Hey, do you want to take this programming class with me? And I said, no, programming is, sounds stupid. Why would I ever want to do that? And um, my, my first taste of career was really, of the IT career, I really kind of fell into it by accident. I got connected with the, with the work, with the, somebody, the, my first company, because the owner of the company asked uh, somebody that I knew well, said, hey, doesn't Spencer know something about computers? So I kind of fell into it and I, by accident. It's been quite a ride ever since. Yeah. What is the best career advice you've ever received? The best career advice that I've ever received? Um, I think that it goes back to something that it kind of, again, talking about empathy and talking about understanding the business more than just the technology. Um, I would say that have it, I would, I would go right back to that or, uh, or the power of building relationships over the power of, you know, a technical solution is a technical solution, but um, building relationships and being able to build rapport with the people around you, um, that is probably the, it is, you know, getting to know them on a personal level and getting to know again what they care about. Doing that and doing that well has probably served me better in a career than anything else. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? If I were to begin my IT, I probably, if, if I were knowing what I know now, I'd probably do it the same again. I've, I've had a pretty, pretty, I know that's kind of a, it feels like a cop out (laughs) answer, but I I really feel like my career progression has been, um, very, very good, very uh, sort of quote unquote straightforward, if you will. Like I, I started out, uh, as a, as a, as a support person who quickly moved into development, got a taste of development and just started drinking and absorbing as much knowledge as I could, and then kind of fell into the role that I have now, which is, um, which is, uh, was a lead developer and then architect of, of the, the platform that I work on today. Um, so I feel like I've had a pretty natural career progression. The one thing I would have maybe done differently, um, is probably done more, learned more algorithmic stuff early on. Um, it doesn't serve me incredibly well to know that sort of stuff but just that line that mode of yep. thinking just the mode of thinking in 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 how the computer thinks a little bit more may have served me better uh that or just functional programming and learning to avoid null uh, <laughs> as much as i can um but otherwise i'd probably keep it the same for the most part and what career objectives are you currently focusing on you know i i I was actually discussing this with a friend a little bit ago. Um, I don't know that I have, I've, I, I, I have exactly the position that I want right yep. now. Um, and I've kind of got, and my career is, 
at, at, at a point. It's not at a crossroads. It's just at a very satisfactory point. So my career goal right now would be to just continue to, to provide business value. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm paid well enough to keep, keep, keep me happy and interested. So I don't really, I'm, I'm very happy with the company that I work for. So um, just maintaining, maintaining that and maintaining my interest in business and sort of my interest in technology. That is really my career goal. I don't have any five-year career goals of like, oh, I want to be the CTO of a startup or anything like that. I'm very satisfied with where I am. Ask me again <laughs> in five years and let's see if my answer is okay. different. <laughs> um, and what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Um, I, I, I will always say like a broken clock or like a, like a, like a broken record, um, empathy and really being able, the ability to put myself in other people's shoes, um, that, and, and being able to connect with all sorts of people. Um, I was not naturally social. Um, I, I, the thing that actually helped me more than anything in my career, I feel like was waiting tables, um, that forced me to go out and talk to people and interact with them and really build up a set of social skills because you cannot devalue that you cannot devalue. Um, I, I, we've, I've, I've interviewed, met with plenty of engineers who were technically brilliant. Um, but it, 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 that to some degree, I, it, it's, it's, there is, there is no, you cannot place enough value on the ability for a person to con- connect with other people in a meaningful way. Uh, and be able to understand where they're coming from. So, empathy, personal relationships, um, those are that. Those are the non-technical skills that have helped me um, more than anything. Spencer, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? So, my parting piece, my parting piece of advice for um, anybody who is looking to start a career or has, has it got a couple of years under their belt in it is, um, meet people, go to net. There's no undervaluing yeah. the value of networking. Um, go, go meet people, go to meetups, um, talk to them, talk, talk to the people, talk to the speakers, talk to the people in the audience, talk to the user group leaders, uh, the, the meetup leaders, and just kind of get to know them. Um, go, go around, say hi, be vulnerable. Um, go, you know, be willing to engage. I, I saw a guy on Twitter a while. I've seen actually plenty of this where they, they took a picture of a, of an IT person from afar and said, this person is on Twitter and this person has, you know, has a hugely great reputation. And, uh, I, I I'm too afraid to go up and talk to him, but I'm going to tweet about him. And the person replied and said, you should have come up and said, hi, be vulnerable, go say hi. We're all just people at the end of the day. Um, so go out and meet people, you know, have fun. Um, learn what people are interested in, figure out what you're interested in and um, just try to sit back and have a good time. Yep. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and potentially connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Schneidenbach. Uh, if you want to spell it, I'm sure it'll be on the podcast. I'm sure a link will, will. be there because, yes, I hope so. Yes, because I, I, Schneidenbach is not exactly the easiest name to spell, but at Schneidenbach on Twitter uh, is the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, my DMs are open. So if you have any questions, I love guy- giving people advice. Um, I talked to a gentleman just the other day um, who I, I coached and I remember kind of, f- I remember having a conversation with him and kind of flippantly saying like, 
that's your hourly rate, dude. I wouldn't get out of bed for that. And I, I said, you should be, you should be at X and X was nearly double what he said. And, um, and he, he came to me just a couple of days ago and said, Spencer, I asked for X and I got X and I can tell, I can't tell you how thrilling that is. So, um, for, as far as coaching, I have people approach me fairly frequently for career advice or it advice in general, please, please reach out to me. Uh, I would love to, I would love to connect with you and just say, hi, you know, engage with me on Twitter if you, or, you know, DM me, whatever, but uh, yeah, at Schneidenbuck on Twitter. Spencer, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. It's been great chatting with you, Phil. Thanks a lot. Hi, Phil here again. As mentioned at the start of today's episode, I've got another update for you. But before that, a quick thank you to Spencer for sharing his advice and experience in today's episode. As usual, you can find our show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e79. My guest on next week's show is Kent Beck, author of the books Test Driven Development and Extreme Programming Explained. So another great episode coming up. It's now 21 days until the IT Career Energizer podcast moves to its new schedule of three episodes per week. As well as providing you with more great episodes to listen to and learn from, I also want to get more interactive with you and create an IT Career Energizer community. So as well as a change to the release schedule, a Facebook group is being created where we can all engage and discuss anything we want to about career development in tech. I'll be announcing exact details about this group during episode 82 on the 5th of November. Thanks for listening through to the end of the episode. Until next Monday, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.